You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast with Angie Cho, episode number 22, Joseph Mauricio and meditation to create a sacred space. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. So today we're back with Joseph Mauricio. He is my meditation instructor and he is a senior teacher in the Shambhala tradition. He's the founder of Life Work Coaching, which is a mindfulness-based coaching service. And you can find more information about him at josephmauricio.com. And I'm going to have a link to that on my website. So Joe, thank you again for um, coming for part two. I think that we're excited to have our mini guided meditation and talk a little bit more about meditation and also how it affects our sacred spaces. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm very, very pleased to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, Meditation, um, to begin with, is the kind of discipline of bringing the mind gently but insistently back to the present moment. So it's not about focusing, hyper-focusing, or stressing the mind into the present, as we might in terms of doing work or a project, or unfortunately, the way we do a lot of things in our life, which is to create a kind of an aggressive environment in the mind and body system to pay attention, force ourselves to pay attention, which, of course, encourages us to do the opposite and completely space out. You know, because we're so heavy-handed with mm-hmm. having to pay attention to work or our, our to-do list or duties or things that we're supposed to do. Meditation is about synchronicity, and it's really about bringing things together. So bringing together the spacing out of the mind <laughs> with the attention to detail of the mind and actually finding that with relaxation, we can pay more quality attention to our life. So rather than say even focus our mind in the present, I like to say rest our mind in the present. And there are many objects that we can use with meditation. One of them is uh, the breath. And I think the breath is the most powerful because it's reliably in the present. So we're synchronizing with the present. It's also reliably in our body, at Mm -hmm. least partially. So we're connecting to the body. It's also in the world outside us when we Mm out breath, right? Mm -hmm. So we're connecting to the world immediately. So... Uh, But to me, the most profound part of the breath is that we're really dealing with a very intimate and personal function of the human body. We're really coming in contact with ourselves. Um, The breath is always there for us. So we really could take the meditation training off the cushion, which is where it's really powerful, and remember to resynchronize in our day, come back to the breath and resynchronize. And, and actually, you know, feng shui, the words feng shui mean wind and water, uh-huh. and wind is breath. Huh. 
And so it's connecting with our, our bodies, using our environment, or looking at our environment to connect with our inner environment. Yeah, very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And I think that's exactly like meditation is creating a holistic space within the body-mind system, mm-hmm. you know. And, and they say in the I Ching that as the body, so the family, and as the family, so the state. Right. Mm -hmm. And as a state, really, they don't say this, but I believe this. So the universe. So if we're synchronized within ourselves, we could be synchronized with our partners and our families. And if we have that synchronization, then we are actually adding that kind of clarity Mm -hmm. and stability to the world. Well, we're a microcosm for the world. I think so. Yeah. And um, and that's what I also always talk about on these podcasts and my blog posts and with my clients that with the feng shui, it's like I always say, let's start really simple. Let's start with yourself. Mm-hmm. And you start with your for your for your bedroom or even your bed. You could start with that small thing, but that it makes the most impact because once you change your own chi, your own energy, then you can start affecting others. Yeah, and I think meditation is a perfect tool, right, mm-hmm. to bring that in. It's like creating your own flower arrangement in the body mind system. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, again, one of the great. Uh, qualities of meditation training isn't really on the cushion but how it affects our life you know that's a really great point it's not about isolating yourself but being with the world yeah and it's also not about doing it perfectly or doing it right you same know? thing with the feng shui people always yeah. like, oh, i need to get it right um i need to f- fix everything on my desk and or clean up every piece of clutter right. and then they beat themselves up and just like you can about a meditation you're like oh i thought a thought oh no i did it wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah the mind is always thinking and as i said in the earlier podcast it's like the mind is a microcosm of the universe as you said and the universe is really combustible parts and it has really beautiful parts and there's really frightening parts and the brain is a big place and it depends really if we actually have the courage to be in to discipline ourselves and our approach to our mind. So the mind is always thinking, I guess is what I'm saying, but we don't have to pay attention to that. And we certainly don't have to encourage it. So meditation is not about getting rid of thoughts or being clear minded. It's about creating stability in the mind body system so that the thoughts lessen. And that actually we eventually begin to work with our thoughts as we would with a flower arrangement or feng shui or ordering of any kind, you know. Not in a way that's like restrictive and saying, I shouldn't have these thoughts, I should only have good thoughts, <laughs> I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But more like learning what the mind is so that we can work with it. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Like having a synchronicitous uh, relationship with ourselves where we actually become allies to mm-hmm. ourselves to quote a, a great book on meditation turning the mind into an ally by Sakya Mipa. so why don't we do just a little two minute this is a very condensed version it's not a, exactly a guided meditation because I think you'd want to elongate this but it'll give you an idea of what it is the um, meditation can happen in many ways laying down standing up running what if someone's driving right now listening to this podcast right So the most important point for any of this is the elongation or the yogic stretch, if you will, of the spine. Mm -hmm. The uh, Tibetan tradition that I'm versed in is a yogic tradition of meditation. So it believes in synchronicity of mind and body, but also quieting the mind through alignment of the body. 
Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So whatever posture you have, whether you're sitting, kneeling, driving, walking, running, it's the elongation of the spine, which is actually a yogic stretch. So the most classic posture would be a seated posture. Um, and if you were to be sitting on cushions, sitting in regular meditation, you would ideally have your hips higher than your knees so that the spine can rise up straight. It's an interesting kind of thing. In our culture, we think relaxing has to do with slumping over or falling down or laying down. And all of these things actually compromise the, the physical somatic system. By sitting up straight, we actually create the space and alignment in the body for all the organs to function without stress. So it's much easier to actually relax in an upright posture. Even when you're driving a car, you could just lift yourself up and put your shoulders back a little bit. One other really important point is the nexus in the back of the neck, which is where all, a lot of uh, different nerve endings and a lot of uh, information flows through. And what happens is when people jut their chins up or put their forehead down, they actually create sort of blockages in the neck. You'll notice when you're highly stressed or working on the computer that you've put a lot of tension and energy at the top of the shoulders, squeezing the back of the neck. Very important that the spine is elongated, but that that line continues up through the head as though a string is holding the head up and over the spine, creating space in the back of the neck. The alignment of the head would be as though you're looking straight out to the horizon. So you're not tilted down or lifting up to God, but looking straight out ahead of you. If your eyes are open, and many people prefer open-eyed meditation, the eyes are open, but the gaze is lowered, but lowered without tilting the head. So that neck is not compromised, so you have a stretch from the tailbone, which rather than jutting out forward or slightly moving backwards, is actually straight down. So that the spine could be stacked, classically, they will say in the tradition, like a stack of gold coins up through your body. And as a basic meditation, I like to actually stack those coins to take about a minute. And with each out-breath, place a few more coins, golden, vibrating, but also balanced. So we're not talking about a rigid sense of holding oneself up in a military posture, but an organic sense of stretching the spine in this yogic stretch. The feet can be flat on the floor or curled under you or kneeling or even walking as you're walking, just tilting the hips down so that the spine is straight down and the tailbone straight up. I mean the spine straight up from the tailbone, describing a line straight up to the top of the head. Shoulders open. I like hands flat on the thighs as a way of settling the mind. Other hand postures do different things like activate the heart or open the uh, chakras or the flow of the systems. And that's all fine, but I think to start settling the mind, putting the hands flat on the thighs, and bringing your attention to the breathing, which happens in the body, and actually beginning to feel the breath in the body really connect to the breathing in the body. Allow yourself to feel the full cycle of the breath. And we're doing two things with the meditation. We're relaxing down, opening up, but also lifting up and paying attention.
So we're not relaxing so much that we're spacing out, but we're not t paying attention so much that we're creating more stress, making some situations difficult. So each breath kind of relaxes us down and lifts us up. And we come into this kind of balance point within. During the course of the meditation, the mind will wander. That's natural. And just accept that. And part of the practice is beginning to learn that and gently guide the mind back. If you push the mind back or if you get mad at yourself or frustrated with the process, it'll only thwart the stabilization process, which is what we want, to begin to become content and stable and relaxed in the present moment. So if you're too heavy-handed, you won't want to be here, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you'll run away in your mind. So this brings your mind gently back to the breath. And do that, you know, for five minutes or 20 minutes if you can. That's the basic meditation practice. It's very simple, and, and I think the biggest problem that people encounter is complicating it. So I would keep it simple. You're just sitting. You know. Thank you so much, Joe. That was great. You're welcome. And um, I think uh, that's great because we went over the technique of how to sit. And, and also for the listeners, you could sometimes you don't need to have a guided meditation. You could just sit as Joe suggested and then just sit with yourself Set your phone timer for five minutes starting and and just sit with yourself. And um, are there links to some of your meditations? Maybe we can put a link to one of your meditations on the podcast. Sure. Yeah, and so yeah, you can fine. download one of those and use that if you if you mm -hmm. prefer the guided meditation. Yeah, and guided meditations are fine, but I think it's also fine to do it without a guided meditation. What's most important in the problem with guided meditations is that it implies that we can't do it alone. If you could do it a little bit alone on your own, um, without using an app or you know even the the thing and learn to do it a little bit on your own it's more easily transferable to life and that's mm -hmm. where it's really powerful because when you're walking down the street stressed out and the world is just coming on top of you and you're trying to keep up with everything that's no way to live you know and a lot of us our whole lives are stolen away in that kind of anxiety and that kind of struggle mm -hmm. to remember to come back to the breath Mm -hmm. even on the street in the middle of an argument with somebody <laughs> you know frustrated that a train isn't coming and come back to the breathing and just bring ourselves back to the center and back to the life we really want to live which is stress-free and open and yeah honest. and yeah. i think that's why you guys are listening to this podcast because you want to have a life that um is stress-free and open and connected with the world and brilliant and their beautiful yeah so actually, why don't we move into that? So how does meditation affect your, your physical spaces and how, does it and how can it help you create a holistic space or a sacred space? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I found it's really powerful that way. And uh, one of the things that happens in meditation, in fact, let me just say three things that happen in meditation. Let me say four things <laughs> that happen in meditation is that we synchronize the mind the emotions and the body and that synchronizes us with our world and those are the four foundations of mindfulness the mindfulness of body mindfulness of life force or our emotional feelings and mindfulness of mind and how that relates to mindfulness of our of our life right so in terms of actually calming the body we actually calm the emotions and that the emotions read 
energetically in our environment. So if we're calm with ourselves, if we learn a certain contentment with ourselves, people trust us. They, they're more acquiescent to our energy. They're mm-hmm. more kind of aligned with us. And, and We can welcome more positivity. We can welcome more of, more of what we're giving out when we're calm. That's right. That's right, exactly. And that actually affects the environment. It actually begins to change the environment. It's amazing. There are uh, uh, Tibetan rituals and, you know, kind of shamanistic Tibetan rituals that, where people do these meditations, and actually you probably feel the effect in the environment, mm-hmm. you know, of these prayers or the mandalas or whatever it is. You actually feel a calming down. If you go to a place where there's been a lot of meditation, like Karma Choling or Sky Lake Lodge, you feel it when you walk mm-hmm. into the shrine room. You feel the settledness. Well, in you, Feng Shui, we, we, could even, we would even say that maybe those vibrations get absorbed into the wall and into the, the, the physical objects of that space. That's right. I believe that. And I do think it really actually begins to f- you feel it in your mm-hmm. home home if you don't feel it directly now you could feel it palpably at, at a place that's had meditation for 30 years in it but if you started meditating anyone listening in right now daily in your own home and actually set up a little environment doesn't have to have a big you know eight foot statue of the buddha <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to have any kind of, it could just be a beautiful place that's not staring at your laundry and uh you know some kind of uplifted place mm-hmm. and if you just sit there and and i actually like to say you can do your five minutes of meditation but give yourself a half hour if you can of just a little personal space journaling stretching being in your environment and settling into it it will change First of all, your relationship to your home, mm-hmm. but it will then change actually the energy of your home. I promise you that you'll be in to feel it. And one really good example is a perfect meter or barometer of your energetic sensitivity is a cat. <laughs> they're unbelievably teened. Even if they're totally narcissistic, like my cat is completely about it herself. Uh, still, she's so energetically entwined with my energy. And she, you know, when I start meditating, she will try to distract me for maybe a minute or so. But then she just sits down. And next thing you know, she's just in this meditative state. And I've found that when I leave, I come home and she's on my cushion. I've got a few pictures of her actually oh. meditating. Now, her eyes are closed. I think she may be sleeping, but <laughs> she feels that energy, uh-huh. right? She feels the settledness of yes. that space. Yeah. And it's, it really gives her a place to calm down, and it gives me a place to calm down. When I look at my meditation area, I don't even have a whole room. I just have an area, but that area makes my mind go, ah. Oh. Yeah, you exactly. You can, like, having a dedicated meditation space in a practical way it makes it easier to go there because it's already set up or mm-hmm. someplace that you dedicated to that to that practice but even when you see that space it starts that process a little bit in your mind before you even you don't even have to sit down it can give you a little a little mini meditation you can do like a little micro meditation by just even looking and seeing the energy of that space that you normally meditate in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well thank you so much Joe for this podcast and the last podcast I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge with us and as a reminder to the listeners you can find more information about Joe and his life work coaching at josephmauricio.com and in summary so this episode we talked with Joe a little bit more about meditation he 
did a little micro guided meditation for us. And we discussed a little bit how meditation can actually affect the energetics of your physical space. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.